Greetings, fellow humanots, and Capitan here. What the H? Oh, coming at you here, November 17th in the year of our Lord, 2021. With me, as always, is the unflappable, unprogrammable, mode locrius Loke. Uh, they call him Sheriff Joe for a reason. That is right, because his name is Joe. Like a good old hot cup of Joe, like I'm drinking right here. Mmm. That was hot. Hot, hot, hot. Oh. Just like the show we got for you today, it's a pretty spicy meatball. We, uh, we got a relatively controversial topic. This is one that we've kind of had in the, in the hopper for quite some time now. And, uh, we thought, you know what? Let's, uh, let's go ahead and bring it out. Let's, uh, let's, let's rock it. And, um. Dennis Hopper, here we go. Dennis Hopper, the man, the legend, the controversial, crazy man of Hollywood, and that is not who we're talking about. Oh. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I like name dropping. I like saying Dennis Hopper because he's uh, it was great in Hoosiers. He'll, he'll be uh, excited that we did that we mentioned him, <laughs> especially in this episode. <laughs> That's right. Um, topic for the topic for the day: Alex Jones. Am I right? Okay. Um, am I right? I think you might be right. Alex Jones, am I right? Now it's time. Okay. That's this completely different thing. That's, that's, a, right. that's, the, that's the wrong You're one. Actually not right. That is not right. <laughs> Alex Jones, am I right? Okay. So. Um, I'm not sure. Alex Jones, am I right? <laughs> Alex that's Jones, am I right? Alex Jones, am I right? That's not either. One more time. Here we go. Alex Jones, am I right? Nope, not either. Well, <laughs> we got plenty. We got plenty of uh, sound pads. Unfortunately, they're all uh, uh, stuffed with the wrong. The wrong. Uh, Alec, the, the official title of the show is Alex Jones. <laughs> I am wrong. I am. <laughs> Alex Jones, I am wrong. We've had to we've had to amend it. So they're supposed to be they're supposed to be this one here, and then this one here, and then there's sure. also one with the. Uh... Okay, so that I'll just do that myself. Is that what it was? My own... Is that what it was supposed to be? I don't know how you, there could be one better than what you just <laughs> no, did. No, there, so. there, there there is not indeed. Um, but basically, that's what it was uh, it was for because that's. What that was meant to do for you, the home listener, is uh, is to be a representation of the feelings, uh, the uh, polarizing, very polarizing figure of Alex Jones brings to the table whenever his name is brought up. Some people feel triumphant. Others feel like uh, Alex Jones, they think he's kind of a, a joke. Um, and then others uh, just think, uh, you know, people get very, very angry when they think of Alex Jones, and um, he's Alex himself said that he should be opening for Dave Chappelle, so he thinks he's a joke as well. And I would agree with that. Um, I would. Who's funnier than Alex Jones? (laughs) Except for comedians. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, so here's the here's a, the thing that's well. Here's what I've found, and we'll 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 um, you know do a little deeper dive on it in the show. And this is I mean, more than likely this topic will go for quite some time, and I I don't expect that we'll we'll get all of it in here on um, on one show. But we're going to call this part one. Part one of Alex Jones. Am I right? Um, what we found is now I started listening to Alex, so we'll kind of go from the beginning. I've started listening to Alex Jones, I would say, in 2003, something like that, somewhere around there. So, a um, long time ago, is the first time I'd heard about him. Now, I first got into Alex Jones because of, now let's just see how many people you know this stuff, because I'm really curious who put this out, back in the... Uh, Early on in the in the post nine eleven world, the post nine eleven world, there was uh, there were a number of kind of players who kind of came out at that time to be uh, come pretty influential. One of one of whom on YouTube was a guy who goes by Change the Channel. Remember Change the Channel? Did you ever watch Change the Channel? I'm uh, changed. I'm changed the channel and I'm out. And that was that was his thing. Uh, so he would do all these different, um, uh, he was just a different kind of a bird. Anyway, he would put up a lot of Alex's stuff, and he'd read, but then he'd do his own videos. Um, and then there was the first things that kind of brought my attention to the whole 9-11 uh, situation was a series of videos called 9-11 Coincidences. And um, did you ever see those? Because it was just they were, they were uh, like a, by Mark Sargent. See, I don't know who did him. That's the thing. I don't. Mm. Um, but there were. It was just called nine eleven coincidences. coincidences. Yeah, there was called nine eleven coincidences, and there was like fifteen of them. And I think I think what it was it was like somebody just somebody else's regular video. Then they just kind of ch- you know chopped it up, and then at the end of every single one of those things, it would just put a thing that says you know just a little graphic at the end that says infowars.com. So, um, you know. At the end of that, I would just, well, of course, you just go to the website, see what it said, found this guy, Alex Jones, started listening to him, and, um, you know, was, uh, what's the word? Uh, I was intrigued <laughs> when I first heard him, um, as I think most are. You're certainly taken aback, would, be a, would be also be an, an accurate term. Uh, by this guy, who seemed to be saying uh, a number of things that, to me, didn't make a whole lot of sense at the time. Um, and uh, I, goodness, I, I would say that now for me, I didn't really take him completely seriously. And by that, I, I'll, I'll clarify what that means. What I mean by that is I didn't... Um, listen to or watch his show and go by default, okay, I'll pretty much just take what this guy says and say it's probably true. Um, like, I didn't take Alex Jones as a legitimate, pretty much kind of go, okay, I'll go, I'll, I'll bite, as a legitimate news source for about five years. It took about five years for me to do that. And... uh I just because I as much as I, I enjoyed him, there was there were always these things. It just the, the way that he, the way that he talked, the way that 
the emotional outbursts that you have and all kinds of stuff, you're like, this, is this even real? Like, is this guy? So I don't know when it was that, when is it that you first came across Alex Jones? Very shortly after our first uh, half-white president. Mm. Okay. That's probably not a correct statement. <laughs> <laughs> our first black-looking president. Gotcha. Who was less than half black. Understood. So that would have been the uh, 2008-2009 range. Because mm. he probably went into office in 2000. Nine and Alex talks about how he was wrong about Obama because he thought that, like, I didn't listen to him, so I know that it was I didn't listen to him when Obama was running, so that's why I didn't know. So he was in but, he was in office when you first started listening. Uh, Obama was already correct. in office. Okay, correct. So it had to be two thousand nine. Okay, because he talked about how he, I don't think he says that he supported him, but he said that he. He didn't think that he was going to be who he ended up being. Mm. And then obviously he came out with the Obama deception. Right. Yeah, for, for me, and I don't know what you're, I mean, we've talked about this in the past, of course. Um, well, I think you do know. Oh, oh, he knows. Um, the answer is <laughs> endgame, blueprint for gold enslavement. The answer is endgame. The answer is Terror Storm. And Terror Storm. Those are the two films that I would recommend to anybody whenever we were kind of going on. Those are, to me, those are great blueprints of just kind of initiating people into saying, okay, look, there's a, there's a little something more going on that meets the eye. Um, in these the end game States. has aged incredibly well. Yeah. And Terror Storm uh, was timeless at the beginning because it's talking about stuff that happened 50 years ago. Right. So go watch them both right now. Yep. If you haven't seen them, and if you're listening to this, you probably have. And uh, let's be honest. let's be let's let's be honest. Um, and unlike other people who say, "Pause this show and go watch it and come back," I, I'm not going to say that. Finish this show, and then yes. then yes. Um, but you know, when it came then down you to your wife and children. <laughs> And go watch that show. Neglect all family. I think, you know, the thing that got me with him was, and whenever I would ever recommend him to anybody, which was rare, um, <laughs> I would always... It was rare because I talked to you for at least five years without you recommending him to I me. did not recommend him. And I, I... Unbeknownst to you that someone else in my own house had recommended him to me. That's right. That's right. And I had, and I had not been receptive because I went to his website when he was recommended and there was all this garbage, absolute <laughs> false lies and slanderous garbage saying that 9-11 was an inside job. And we all knew that, that there's no way that that couldn't could be, be Couldn't true. be true. Bush wouldn't do that. Well, he was, and he was a slanderous about the great uh, King Bush. Um, yes. Uh, the, 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 the noble Christian Mr. George W. And um, so... Yeah, I mean, and the thing, of course, that put me, and the few times that I did say to somebody, now, did I, I think I said this to you, but I'm not sure. Do you, do you recall me saying, because I, I remember saying this to everybody, if if you're going to listen to Alex Jones, if I, ever, if I ever got around to suggesting to anybody, and again, if I was to do that, 
that would mean that a lot would have to happen before then. Before that recommendation, I would have to hear a lot from somebody to make me even go down the path of saying, you know what, you might want to check this guy out. Um, they would have to show me that they're open to uh, ideas that are a little countervailing ideas, um, a little more open-minded. And so when it got down to it, the few people that I would ever actually say, you know what, might be worth just checking this person out. Whenever I did say that, I would always say the following. If you're going to listen to him, I said, just do me one favor. Listen to him for at least two weeks. It might have been a week or two weeks. It was a week. A week, okay. I say, listen to whatever his shows. Do not judge him based on one show. Listen to at least one full week. Preferably more, but at least one full week before arriving at any decision about him because you cannot judge him based on listening to him for the first time with one show. Well, in, and on top of that, that is what you said. Okay. Correct. <laughs> but on top of that, I would say, I would have said back then, and I wouldn't say as much now just because he's gone so far away from it, but yeah. watch the films. Mm-hmm. And the guy who made the films also has a show. But now it's kind of like he, he's gotten away from making the films like yeah. he used to. But he used to pop those suckers out, and they were all well. I remember, old as always. Yeah, not even – I think it was just a few months ago. I I heard him say something like um, – like actually making a comment about that very thing. Like he was – he I think it was on a show. I think it's something like, you know, look, you know, I used to make all kinds of – we haven't made a – we haven't made a movie and – like, you know, that's how we, so, of course, and I get his point, though. You, It's almost impossible, I mean, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's it's just almost seems counterproductive to do a, a full-length or feature-length film at this point, unless you just yep. have unlimited, you know, resources at your disposal. If you do have that, and you can spare, spare people just to go ahead and say, all right, here you go, here's a bunch of money, just get it done as quickly as possible. Then I guess you could do it, and it would make sense. But other than that, um, well, things, yeah, things are moving thing at such an amazing Telegram. pace now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's just way and, too and much on Telegram, every every other day, I see somebody has made a film. Right, <laughs> right. So it's like you can't even. Yeah, you can't even. I, I I would like to watch one a month, but fifteen a month means I watch zero a month. Right. It's like there's just way too many, and they yeah. can't be. It's like late night talk show it. hosts. There's just way too many. Yeah, um, like I'm all in on Dr. Judy Mikovits. Yeah, and I think she's one of the top there is, and I still haven't seen Plandemic, and it's been out for <laughs> over a year and a half. <laughs> they got the second. They've already released the second one. Yeah, because I'm just there's too much. There's too much to watch. It's and like it, the old the old uh, Netflix list for whatever you want to call this genre. Yeah, and you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of kind of the, this is this is um, pretty much, to me, uh, emblematic of what's going on with the whole digital revolution, right? So before you had, in the music industry, you had the major labels. They were the only ones that could afford to have big studios because that's what it took. You had to have a, you know, $50,000 worth of equipment to, uh, you know, in a place 
for, for recording, uh, some sort of a studio space. And then those are the people that would sign um, artists, and then they were the ones that would do the distributing and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, the digital revolution comes along. Everybody with a phone. Hey, you have a phone? A good one? Yeah. All right. You have a studio. and You have a crappy one. All right. You have a studio. You also have a studio. Do you have a do you have amazing <laughs> incredible uh studio equipment? Yes. Do you want to sound like crap? Yes. Um there, there you go. Enter who is it? This was it the stroke not the strokes. Who is it that you always say about that? That's that sound. Uh, uh could be the strokes. Because <laughs> there's it's like it's, everybody it's wanted all, the, it's all the, of the these. Yeah, the vines, the, 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 the same time. The vines, the strokes, the Whatever it was, yeah. There's that whole sound. That make, we want to sound like a garage band. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. You're, you're signed to a major label, but uh, yeah, no, we can make it sound like crap, no problem. Killers. The killers. 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 But I mean, in other words, now everybody has access to it. Uh, video production to um, editing, you know, that kind of a thing is now. So you, you know, even if it's not the, the most polished. Thing on your phone. It, right. Even though those might not be the absolutely most polished, um, as say Plandemic, which I would, I, you know, after watching it, I would say, you know, in my opinion, it was a little too polished. It was, it, it makes you doubt uh, the uh, the truthiness of things when you when, when something's that put together, um, especially just kind of like the the uh, the what do you call it? The glamour glow shot of uh, Mickey Willis. Like, uh, I'm a beautiful man, and I'm going to make sure that that's. I want to make sure that that's picked up on film. Anyway, um, yep. so um, God bless him, love his work. But anyway, uh, just an observation. Um, so uh, anyway, but yeah. So I think all these, like you said, all these different things are coming out. Um, but he did so many great films, and the films were eye-opening for such large portions of the of, of the population. Um, and when you listen to him uh, on his show, you had, um, you know, what, what happens, I think, for most people is they were, they were exposed to things that they had either never heard before or if they had heard it, they didn't um, have the context until they listened to Alex. That's what it was for me. You can't have the context until you listen to them. Yeah. At least back then you couldn't. No. And the thing was, did it take me a long time? It would have taken me a lot shorter of a time to dial in and say, okay, all right, I think this Alex guy is probably legit, if it wasn't for how he acts. Now, acts, I don't mean like he's performing. I mean his behavior. Um, Because... The, the references he gave were spot on. And uh, he says, look, we make mistakes here all the time. Look, we make mistakes here all the time. And, and I'm like, not really. I mean, like, I think he just does that because he wants to cover his trail. And, you know, like we make it. There weren't very many things that I, that I can think of that he said and referenced as stories that he's got from sources and things that are just out in plain view, but just they're not publicized, um, that were false. He just, he just said the truth of what was going on, and then he would get 
you know, eventually quite upset about it. <laughs> he, 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 would get, he would get rather, he would get rather <laughs> upset about it on camera. Somebody had to. And, um, you know, so that was, that was, the, that was the thing, right? So he would, get, he would uh, never get, heard anyone boil it down quite like that. He, yeah, he's, he's pretty, he was pretty upset about it. I'll be honest. So, you know what I'm saying? That was what was, so the thing that, cause he, he would get to these outrageous. I mean, the thing that here's, what's so crazy. I've been listening to him for however long, however many years that is. And, uh, he is a he's I wouldn't say he he's he's not a household name but he's a he's a pretty well-known name when it comes to people who are under who are like 40 and under more than likely you've heard of Alex Jones. And yep. What's crazy is I'll give you an example of how crazy this is. Less than a week we ago, go. less than a week we ago go. um my mother was at a conference, and she goes, hey, Alex Jones is good. She just messaged me. I don't know. Hey, yeah, Alex Jones is going to be here speaking. I go, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, Alex, <laughs> Alex Jones. Oh, really? Well, she told me about it. I'm like, I'm going to try to – they were live streaming it, so I was like, well, I'm going to try to, try to watch it. Sadly, I missed the, his uh, uh, speech. So I, I messaged my mom. I go, I'll say, yeah, sadly, I, I missed a speech. He goes, well, uh, you can check my Facebook. I, 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 was, uh, I was live streaming it. Oh, you were live streaming? <laughs> you were live streaming it? Yep. So my mom was live streaming Alex Jones on her, face, on her Facebook account. Making a septuagenarian. Yeah. And uh, so. Not under 40. Let's put it that way. Right. And the, just, the, and I, I told her, I go, I, I, the fact that I can't say that I ever thought that I would. It'd be a thing where I just would have a conversation where I'm, my mother was live streaming Alex Jones on her Facebook. It was just, it was just, it was very surreal. And so that, you know, that's the way it was for so long. And his, his reactions to things, the things that people talk about now and make as a joke and like, you know, ah, he just does a thing, you know, gets his face gets like, like beat red, like not even exaggeration. There's no hyperbole. Beat red, his face would get. And that's just, from Vaso Beat. That's from Vaso Beats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> operators are standing by. But um, but you know that he would go, just go nuts, and I'm going, man, I just it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem like this is possible that this is legitimate and that this is real. What this guy is doing, it seems like it's just a joke, and he's meant to discredit that. Certainly came up in my mind, but over time, as I continue to listen to him, and you realize what he knows, what he's been doing, what he's saying, um, you go, well, all right. Um, as far as getting upset about it, I mean, that certainly makes sense. It's not, that's not unreasonable to, to get upset, to get to the extent that he is. You know, I, I wouldn't. But, but getting upset at the things that he's telling us and the things that we know are what he's telling us, and maybe one notch more. The things that he, the, his upsetness is directly proportionate to the stuff that he knows. Right, he's not telling you. Right. So th- here's the here's the other thing. It reminds me of um, 
there are some people that that um, you know I, I've I've known an, an, I've known a number of characters throughout my life, and um, I know some people who have told me uh, some of these characters, that, and I'll you know, and people go be like, oh my, you know, goodness sakes, you know, how what, what you, what's up with that person? I go, yeah, but if you know what that person experienced in their life, you'd be going. Wow, they're doing really, really good. Like, I don't exactly. think I don't I don't think I'd be doing that well at all. I could I would not be holding up well at all. If it, beat red. Well, and that <laughs> yeah, and I'm not I'm good. talking about like it's not that's, off. right. And I wasn't even. Uh, yeah, I'm just talking about some other other people. But if you think if you apply that to Alex Jones, good God, I mean, <laughs> the guy knows at least one thousand percent more than we know, and and. He's been saying it for all these years. He's been going on air every day, getting, just building it up, building it up, and being, of course, um, <laughs> little James Corbett coming through there, and and of course, of course, <laughs> um, he, always, he loves the term, of course. Um, uh, but of course, being absolutely ridiculed. I'm not going to say he has a better voice than you because he doesn't. But <laughs> or not, I'm not going to say he has a better voice than you because you don't have a good voice. But he does have a good voice too. <laughs> James Corbett. When he's, yes, when he um, says "of course," it's a little bit different. Of course. <laughs> um, but it's a. Uh, I mean, well, I you just, look at you look at a Jim Mars and you look at a Steve Quayle. Those are two guys who I think also have a thousand times more knowledge than you have. Yeah, and they're handling it differently than Alex's. They are. <laughs> Jim Mars is one of the all-time greats in the history of mankind. I think, and, that, yeah, absolutely. And he still remember the, the thing that we reference all the time about oh. Jim Mars. I, and that was Jim Mars said one of the things, just as a side uh, side issue. Um, <laughs> Jim Mars said one of the things that absolutely was I, I, it was life saving, not going to be melodramatic, but absolutely <laughs> huge, huge um, help to me psychologically, because Jim Mars had been doing it for like fifty years before he passed. He'd been doing it for I think over fifty years as a journalist and researcher and writer. And then one day, uh, he, I, you know, one, what was it? Just some interview. And he's talking about what he does. And uh, Jim Mars, of course, uh, tell the folks at home who Jim Mars is. Uh, mode. Jim Mars uh, worked at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram during the Kennedy assassination and then wrote the book Crossfire, of which the film by Oliver Stone, JFK, was based off of. Yes. So he was one of the main voices in the Kennedy conspiracy circles. And then also was very much into every single other thing. And he, I mean, he taught a... <laughs> and he, he was a, a researcher, investigative yep. journalist. Yeah, taught, taught a course on JFK at University of Texas. Texas yep, UT. Um, so all these things, but I mean, he, he was also like half of his books are about aliens. So, yep. Yep. Not, it's not just JFK. It's trillion dollar. Well, maybe, con- maybe JFK was an JF- alien. I don't know. Yeah. The, the trillion dollar conspiracy. 
Um, what was the other one? Um, the one that I have. I, I have. I have that one. I have the our occulted history. Our occulted history. Another good one. So a number of books he's wrote, but he said, and one of the greatest things about there were a couple of different um, great quotes. Some of my favorite quotes. One of my favorite quotes of 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 Jim Mars was, "This is the one that we bring up to each other the most." Yeah, and that is, um, he was referencing in this particular thing, but it can be applied to basically every single situation. He said. Why are there starving people in the world when we have so much technology, we have uh, the ability to, to, you know, good Lord, the the ability to grow food, to uh, cultivate uh, dry, arid places and and, and grow food and, and, and cattle, the wealth that we have throughout the world. Why is there anybody starving anywhere? To which Jim Mars said, because somebody somewhere wants it that way. And that is such a great example of the concise uh, nature of Jim Mars. Jim Mars could take, yeah, absolutely anything, like a huge complex thing, and in his Texas way, you know, just boil it down to the nuts and bolts, and you go, oh, all right, that makes sense. And, uh, yeah, that was Jim Mars. and... On top of that, that's not even what I thought you were going to say. Well, that was I was I, I, I was I was going to be one of the two quotes, which was yeah, that was that was the, the one. other one. Is what I thought. The other one, the other one that saved my uh, skin right. psychologically. Um, I feel like you built you built that one up, and then you said <laughs> <laughs> the one that that built up. Uh, I did was um, he goes. I've been doing this. I'm going to let you say it because that way you know which one it is, and then I'll agree or disagree if that's the one that I'm thinking. Well, I'm not going to say it right. You can correct me after I say it. That's fine. But he basically says, no, you go ahead and say it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to do it good. I know it, but not going to do it good. Well, I'm saying, well. You, I mean, you're referring to the, I assume you're referring to when the he one. he wakes up in the morning. Yeah, he goes, I wake up in the morning because yeah. you know, I've been doing this for about 40 years at the time, I think, whatever it was he said, 45, yep. 45 years. He goes, and he goes, I just wake up in the morning and I go, what am I doing? Is it, am, I, am I crazy? Am I nuts? Uh, and this is Jim Mars, the guy who wrote all the books, who was absolutely... Everything, har- everything has gotten so ridiculous yeah. that, that he doubts his, himself. Yeah, doubts himself that if he like... Am it's I, so crazy. Because, because what you're doing, he goes, I look around and he goes, and I see how everybody's living... And I just go, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. I mean, I, because everybody's living so much outside of the reality that he knows to be, right? Yep. He knows this to be true because he has studied all of it for, for so many years and he knows what's going on behind the scenes. But so many people, basically everybody, uh, does not. And so they're living accordingly. And so that is why... Uh, the programming is so strong. It's so effective. When you say a lie long enough, you just believe it. And that is so true. You just can't, it, 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 there's no way that it does not, it can't not affect you. Um, if it can affect Jim Mars, who was heralded by yep. everybody outside in the, in the truth movement and all kinds of um, you know, books, and interviews, constantly working. Um. If it affects him, then he goes, yeah. He goes, then I, he goes, then I just realize 
No, no, I'm not. I just look. I just look back at my stuff. I go, no, no, this is that's real. What I'm talking about is real, but it, but it's just but it's so true. And even though Quail and um, uh, Mars, like I said, you know, when these guys they know so much more. There's a, I think there's another thing like you talk about how they how they react to it differently. First of all, Steve Quayle has really only kind of come up on the on the radar of anybody outside of you know a very small amount of people, probably within the last what year. Like, uh, do, do you remember the first yeah. time you saw him on an interview video? I couldn't. That was like it. what two years ago, maybe maybe it more. Was, it was it was on um, Jim Baker. Jim Baker. Yeah, are you familiar? As in Jim and Tammy Faye Baker? Baker? Oh, that's the Baker I'm referring to. Oh, I didn't know he was, was on the show. That show was the first time I ever saw Steve Quayle's face. Outside of that black and white picture that right. <laughs> Alex Jones put up every single time he was on a show for like 12 years. Right. Um. So, okay. So, he came out of hiding. Yeah, he would never, and I couldn't, I could not believe he was showing his face like live as opposed to just this black, black and white photo from 1976. And uh, I'm like, oh, Lord, it, okay, well, something's changed. So he, he, he's gotten to the point now where he's like out, like he's all the time. He's like on all kinds of shows everywhere, being on camera. But the following he had, and I think. And he still uh, says something different every single time. I, I can't even, I can't even believe it. Yeah. Like a lot of people will go around, they'll make the rounds and they say the same thing on every single show. Right. I still listen to it. Steve Quill says something different every he'll say something different in two different interviews the same day. Like holy well, do you, cow. But you don't mean you don't mean do you mean contradictory? No, I mean like he's not he doesn't have he's not one repeating thing he's not repeating the same information. Right. 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 Now that's a whole that's a that's a whole different kettle of fish, and we'll we may we may we may do a whole other thing on on Steve Quayle later. But one of the I said the, I said the only my main my main gripe, if there was one, and I love Steve Quayle, love listening to his information. Uh, this won't is, be the first time he's heard this gripe. No, um, well maybe I've never heard anybody else bring this one up. Is that <laughs> I've never heard Steve Quayle uh, say. Speak in the uh, not speak in the affirmative of every single thing proposed. <laughs> Any conspiracy ever proposed about anything, being, creature, uh, essence, uh, something, uh, prophecy? Nope. He's 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 one hundred percent. Yep, yep, yep. And then uh, what was it? Bigfoot? Yep, yep. I got the okay. And there's this other thing called this other uh, whatever cryptid. Yeah. Well, you know that one. Uh, you know, there's a big, okay. Look, here's the thing. Um, and by the way, and by the way, can I just say <laughs> we do we, we like to take Steve Quill out of context. He takes himself out of context. Yeah, but it's fun for us. He can't stay in context. No, he's out. He's at that part. He's gotten better. We love Steve Quill, but he's gotten but better at that. Holy cow! Can the man not? Yeah, <laughs> expound upon a point. Yep. But I will say he's he's reined that in a bit over the. Uh, it was he, abs- he was absolutely unbelievable uh, from coast to coast for you. Anyway, getting getting back to <laughs> the, the first topic. Time I ever heard Steve Quayle on coast to coast. 
my brain exploded because I could not believe I was hearing what I was hearing. Yeah. And I immediately called you and I was like, dude, I just heard this dude named Steve Quill. Listen, he said this and 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 this. How much did he say about each one of those things? Almost nothing. But the fact that he brought them all up. Yeah. In his defense, similar to David Icke, in his defense, he has a, you know, a 700-page book on that subject. <laughs> right. So even yeah. if he just barely mentions it, it's not that he doesn't know it. It's that he couldn't say those 700 pages like David Icke said to Jesse Ventura. <laughs> right. Well, I got a seven-hour... Uh... Well, I, I spoke about it for seven hours. <laughs> I can't just answer the question. Who, what, is, what do you say? Who are they? Right. Jesse. <laughs> I've been to all fifty states. He has been to, in 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 Jesse the in Jesse the governor of in Jesse the governor of Ventura's defense. He has been to all fifty states, <laughs> which is less than Obama, but still. <laughs> um, so still admirable. It is. I think the thing with again with Alex when he came to on all the different stuff, Alex was, I think he was more public, and more no. I mean. Jim Mars was not, he was not on, on a television show. He was not broadcasting. He was not a broadcast. So in other words, he wasn't constantly just broadcasting. You know, he was within academia. He was an author. Well, these are all coast-to-coast guys. Right. Except for Alex, who and, became a coast-to-coast guy. Yeah, he but. did later. But this, so imagine just being ridic- ridiculed for all those years and then kind of, let, let's kind of bring it a little more further, further forward to now basically being vindicated for so many things that he said. Tim Poole, who is incredibly popular at this point, really, really growing exponentially uh, over the past uh, few years, you know, what I've listened to for... Um, I, I listened, started listening to him around the time of the... Uh, I don't remember when that was, exactly what year, but the... Um, I, it was around the same time that most people, a lot of people, started listening to him, which was the uh, Occupy movement. Um, he was doing some on-the-site kind of reporting and such, and um, I started listening to him. And he had this very, very even keel, pretty neutral, uh, objective way of reporting, which I really appreciated. So um, he's, you know, grown in popularity quite a bit, and he's got a huge, pretty huge following. And just just recently now, like he for the first time he, but he's still very much, you know, kind of uh, in the center. And I w- I would never have expected Alex Jones to be, be you know whatever on a show. Alex went on his show for the first time I think maybe like a year ago, and then just like a couple of days ago, uh, Tim was in town for some some stuff, and uh, he came to the, he came to the studio. I think he was into maybe to do Rogan show. And he came into Infowars Studios to do a show uh, with Alex, and uh, that was just it. Just goes to sh- now again. All that to say, Alex has become very, very um, well known. Again, people know Alex Jones, and um, he's you know he's a part of the. I try to use the word zeitgeist as many times as I can because it's because uh, then I sound cool. The word he uses. I. <laughs> I use zeitgeist, but but he's but he's a part of of uh, what's going on in the world right now, and um, you know it's to, yeah, to go. He set up the whole January sixth riot insurrection single handedly <laughs> and mean, paid for it all out of his own pocket. It's incredible, you know. Who who can say that, huh? 
But mm. it's just uh, so to go from where he was to have all this knowledge to say it over all these years, be ridiculed for it for all these years, and then just slowly, slowly get more and more followers, more and more followers, keep getting more, just trudging ahead, getting more and more followers. But then the more uh, popular he became, the more he well, became, I don't know if you remember, or I do know that I do know that you remember this, but I remember you and I talking about it. It's when Hillary mentioned him. Yeah. Oh, that was big, big time. Yeah. It's like, well, you've the the person running for president who is known by everyone in the world is mentioning this guy as her enemy. Well, by yeah, name. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, you know what? Here's what I remember before. This was a big one. Remember, remember when Glenn Beck. There was like this, oh yeah, the big kind of back and forth between Glenn Beck and Alex Jones, and Glenn Beck was pretty big on I want to say Fox at the time. I think he had already switched from CNN, and 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 Beck was on Fox, and he would do his uh, remember he do like his whiteboard, I don't yep. know he do this whiteboard thing where he would do it anyway. Uh, it was it was interesting, and so uh, but he would do these <laughs> I love things. That story. I love that story. And he would do these things, and, and uh, he was even getting into the point where he was talking about the FEMA camps. And he was talking about them, and, and he's like, has, you got some people there with some, some pictures and some photographs and whatever. And then something happened to him, and he just kind of shut up about it, most of that. He flipped. He flipped, and then all of a sudden. He came out against the truther movement and the birther <laughs> movement. That's right. Yes. And he. Um, started criticizing, and then all of a sudden, and of course, here's the other thing that, when it comes to why he's such a you know interesting character, and this is why over the years, it's the easiest. And here's the thing: when it comes down to uh, judging somebody, hey, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. You want to judge somebody? Oh yeah, that's easy. Easy as falling off a log. Um, what's 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 less what's less easy? Is um, you know uh, making a re- reason sound reason judgment by um, taking the context and taking a lot of information and trying to sift through it. And what happened with me and Alex Jones was over time. Look, you know what these kind of people are. You know when people are in uh, when they're in media and when they're when they're genuine when legitimate. There are just going to be certain things that people do when they are legitimate and certain things that they won't do. And at the most, there's things that people try to do to make themselves look like they're legitimate uh, and uh, sincere, but they can only do it for so long. Eventually, something's going to come up that shows, okay, no, they're just that was just an act. So that can only happen for so long. So this is why you have to t- kind of play the long game when it comes to... Um, you know, making a decision about somebody. And uh, with Alex, one of the things that was always the case was, even with Glenn Beck, like, saying the ridiculous stuff that he was saying about Alex, um, Alex would say, uh, look, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to, look, we're all, we're all on the same side. We're, you know, we're wanting to move towards, the, you know, he would, it really took a long time for him to actually, I mean, he was getting slings and arrows from Beck for a long time. And finally, after, I think it was like a year, it was like a long, long time before he would say anything about Beck, right? I mean, I remember, I remember it was, 
quite some time before he even said anything kind of negative, like saying, okay, look, here's a deal. Uh, Once he did, that's where I really remember. Yeah. I mean, he, when he finally, and he would, he gave like some, some warning shots across the bow, like, <laughs> look, <laughs> all right, enough's enough. Just, you know, and then he just kind of let her rip and, uh, and kind of unloaded on, on Glenn Beck uh, or Glenn Beckedict Arnold, as I like to call him. And, uh, so it, you know, he 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 said his piece about Glenn Beck, but there are so many other people that he helped along the way, right? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. That he people have 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 gone in to work for him. Uh, he's promoted them. Um, not a not a petty jealous guy of saying you know this person's getting more so blah blah, blah. okay. You got Paul Joseph Watson there from the beginning. Paul Joseph or, Watson. I don't, know, I don't know how long, but Steve Watson and Paul Joseph Watson. Yep, yep. The Watson brothers. Yeah, and Paul Joseph Watson got huge on himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, Not by himself, but he is huge himself. Yeah. And uh, there are so many other people. Um, not, not just, I mean, Jason Burmis. Um, you think about Aaron and Melissa Dykes, who I think met. I, I, I can't remember specifically, but I know they Melissa Melton. Melissa Melton. Um, I think they met while working for Alex. Uh, married, yep. married with children now. Have their own thing. Truth Stream Media. Got some great stuff. Um, Luke Rudowski. Luke, yeah. And didn't he come Mark on? Mark Dice. Mark Dice. Um, and then didn't you say, now this, I don't remember this, but did you not say that uh, Corbett, James Corbett called James in? James Corbett. I, I listened to the... I was listening to the Alex Jones show and James Corbett called in and Alex said, you have a amazing, unique voice. You should start your own thing. And I don't know that Corbett hadn't started his own thing before he called in, okay. but Alex did say that to him. And then obviously when he put out the, his nine 11 thing, then yeah, yeah. everybody used it, but Alex used it as well. Yep. The so, king of nine 11 things used Corbett's nine 11 thing. Yep. That's it. And, you know, so all of these people, he, and he was not, I mean, he was genuinely excited to get the word out. That was the thing with Alex that I've always appreciated. Hey, if other people are getting this, are getting great, uh, and you'd see him, you'd see like whenever, if he, you know, he has that, uh, one of the interesting things about if Alex. If I'm not mistaken, he launched Charlie Sheen's career. <laughs> well, that's, that might be in part two. But um, because there's Dude. plenty, there's plenty to go around there. But you know, the thing was, you know, he had, you know, when you would see people come in and they're doing well, and they would come up and guests and people that he'd been, you know, had on the show before, and you know, they get excited, and he he would naturally get excited. He's not one for poker. Alex Jones does not have much of a poker face. He wears his emotions out of sleeve, as we all know, and so you know, uh, and that could be good and bad. But he. You know, he would have this genuine smile, like, "Oh man, you know, look, hey, things are going, things are going great for you now. Look, you got this thing going, you know." And, and he, he he's very very excited for people when they have success. He knows that it's, uh, it's not a zero sum game where you know one person wins, everybody else loses. He knows that we all win if we're all being successful, and, uh, you know, he's so that part was one of the things that tipped me off to okay, well, is this guy legitimate or not? I don't know, and. I'm like, yeah, no, I think he is. That was one of the parts. There's a number of parts to it, but that was that was that was part of it, a big part. 
was seeing that he had a genuine interest and compassion and, um, you know, wanting to help people um, get on their feet. And, um, and sadly, throughout the years, he's had people stab him in the back a number of times. And people who come on the show, that's a hire, like they hire, <laughs> InfoWars hires them, you know, pay them, whatever it is, probably not a whole ton. But, uh, you know, hire them, they get Megan to... Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. <laughs> no, not Megan Kelly. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, people coming on the show, uh, leaving, having things to say, uh, talking to, you know, doing these exposés. I mean, the, the, the more that he grew in popularity, the more that you're like, okay, this is probably going to for sure happen, right? And, uh, and it did. And so to have any kind of a jaded... Um, outlook, I mean, makes sense to me. It's not great, but I can see where he'd be a lot more jaded because he's a lot more guarded. Um, but nowadays, here's what I've found, turning the corner, getting more... Let's talk about today. Uh, what, what's frustrating to me is now you have this, I would call them the <laughs> the woke... Uh, the woke based crowd, so the people who are, um, we're a part of the truther movement. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We're we're a part of this uh, group of. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We know more things than most people. Yep. Fantastic. Good for you. Um, hey, Alex. How about the Alex Jones? You said Alex, this is, Alex this is Jones. Different. This is different than woke. Yeah. These this are the woke people woke with truthers. within within the based truther movement. Yes. So so it's like okay yeah so you know oh man you know we're yeah man global governance man it's all happening man we got fight the power man we're all we know what's going on we know the score yep we all do yep uh, oh hey do you see that latest article by Alex Jones <laughs> Alex Jones dude you listen to Alex Jones dude that guy's a shill that guy's a Zionist shill. And it's been a Zionist chill from the beginning. Oh, okay. So I shouldn't talk about Alex Jones. Dude, don't even mention his name. Alex Jones? I mean, oh, God. I mean, I mean, yeah, I used to listen to Alex Jones like 24 hours a day uh, uh, for eight years. But, I mean, I mean I've mean, i just heard something uh, somebody else that I listen to now say about Alex. And, is, and now I think he's terrible. Basically, Alex Jones has become... Um, in the truth movement, um, Alex Jones has become uh, what I would call the Michael Bolton of the truther movement. Michael Bolton, who is an absolutely amazing vocalist, um, who <laughs> say, had a number of hits in the in the ni- early nineties, uh, all of a sudden, because of the move, the, the cult movie Office Space. Uh, who talked about how Michael Bolton sucked, all of a sudden, uh, the cool movie and the people who are cool uh, in that movie, who apparently are just kind of making a statement that they don't really care for Michael Bolton's music, um, all of a sudden, you weren't cool if you thought, uh, in other words, if you, if you didn't call Michael Bolton horrible, then you yourself weren't cool. Like, you weren't with it. You don't understand. Now, One could all argue that the people... That you're referring to in that movie that are the cool people were not cool. 
No, but the person, but the person who made it, but the person who made it, in other words, they were, they, it seemed like that was something that it was kind of agreed upon by everybody. Like, yep. yeah, Michael Bolton, like, this is a thing. This is the which message. Is, Michael Bolton which is, sucks. Oddly enough, the comparison that you're making here, is that not a Mike Judge? It is a Mike Judge, which is interesting. Who is pro Alex Jones. Who is pro Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> So it's an interesting, it's an it's an interesting, uh, yeah, it's an interesting paradigm. Where it all falls apart for me too. And so that's the thing. I just, in other words, it was just like this thing, like, oh, okay, it's cool now to hate on Michael Bolton. Did you really, really dislike Michael Bolton before? Uh, no. Okay. Well, then why do you dislike him now? Well, you know, these people are saying, oh, I'm just going to go along with it. Okay. No talent. Yeah. <laughs> Why exactly. Why change my name? <laughs> why? Why? Why should I have to change my name? He's the one who sucks. Um, <laughs> great, great lines, but um, so yeah, great lines. <laughs> so I think the thing is with with Alex, it's like here's what's so funny. I feel it when I'm in a group of like minded individuals. It's like you have to. You feel like if you say anything regarding in or around Alex Jones, you feel the uncomfortable nature in the room by just saying it, his name. And it's you and feel you, like you feel like it's a, Yeah. You feel like you have to give a right, a disclaimer. I have to make but an explanation as to what, why Alex, Yeah. You did that to yourself by giving a disclaimer for David Ike every single time. David it's Ike come full circle for it you. has come full circle. The chickens have come home. So home. many times. Every time he would have David Ike on, it's like, yes, yes, yes. It's like Christmas. Yeah. Now, let me just say before, obviously, my next guest has said some things. I don't agree with him 100%. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a little bit out there, but. Yeah. Okay, Alex, now you're, now you're getting it. Yeah. And you know it's it's one of those things where I I got I got to the point where I just yeah I don't care anymore. Um, and here's and it's the, here's, very fun to impersonate Alex. By the way, we're not making fun of him. It's just fun to impersonate. It's fun. He's a fun person to impersonate. Yeah, it's like it's like any of the great people. Everyone can do it. Everybody tries. Um, Everybody tries, especially me. My voice doesn't even sound anything like him. <laughs> but it's the it's the thing where yeah he's he's got one of those voices where you know um, everybody used to do Bogart. Everybody used to do uh, you know Peter Lorre. You see all those different old actors because they were just very very unique and distinct. Oh, yeah, um, Charlie Chaplin. Everybody used to do Charlie Chaplin. I sounds just like him. Anyway, um, but, but, you know, that was just, the thing is, when it comes to it, I finally just kind of said, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care anymore. I don't. I, I, here's, here's the bottom line. This is, this is kind of how I'll put the, put the bow on it, uh, which is this. And watch out, and watch out for part two. Yeah. Um, is, is the fact that. Like we haven't even mentioned Alex yet in this episode. We've gone, we've we've danced around the whole thing with with Alex, but here's here's the because here's the bottom right. line. This and this is what upsets me, and I think this is when we've talked about it upsets you as well. We, this is the part that I just really get um, aggravated about is is this the vast majority, vast majority of everybody 
who would consider themselves to be awake to what's going on in the world today um, owe it directly or indirectly to two people, Alex Jones and David Icke. And those two people, um, I would say even maybe, I mean, I, you know, at this point, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if there's one more than the other, but I would say if I was to take a guess, I would say more Alex than David, but I don't, I don't know that obviously, but I don't know how it plays out in the rest of the world. Right. But his, his, I mean, the things that, <laughs> the amount of people that are awake to what's going on now um, is because of Alex Jones, either directly or indirectly. And the work that he's put in, um, in his life, to get that message out there, um, at the very, very least, uh, deserves uh, your respect and my respect um, for that regardless of what things that he has done recently, regardless of where we might um, diverge in our paths and what we think and what he has uh, chosen to cover and not cover recently, um, regardless of all of that is the fact that um, I'm uh, a more um, open-minded clear-thinking individual today as far as what's going on in the world because of Alex Jones. And for that, I am very grateful. And I will make no apologies to anybody to mention if there's information that I got from him or from his organization. There's no reason to. And if you feel like you have to give some sort of a um, disclaimer before you know, oh, well, now see, a friend of mine, <laughs> you know, they're not uh, quite as far along <laughs> as I am, but uh, they were listening to Alex Jones. <laughs> anyway, that, you know, it was a cousin of mine. Okay, if you feel like you need to have a disclaimer, um, then um, just stop and think about it for a little bit. Think about the fact that uh, more than likely, if you did not become awake because of Alex Jones, then the people that you became awake from had been. And if not them, the people that made them awake, they were. Okay? So when you say, when the term is say, we're, you know, we're standing on the shoulders of giants and that kind of thing, um, so many people came before Alex, and we're not going to try to say we need to, we're not trying to uh, forget them, but um, the one who makes... And he doesn't forget them. No, he does not. He mentioned some Cleo, Cleo Skousen. Yep. Cleon. Yep. And he makes, he talks about these things all the time and these people. Yep. And the fact of the matter is, um, whether you agree with him or not, um, his flaws taken into account, as we know, and that'll be coming up in, in further episodes. <laughs> there are plenty, but... Um, but... There are plenty in everyone. There are Alex plenty. is just on the air four hours every day. It's, it's not, it's, and it's not that he's right. There's plenty in everyone. For God's sake, quit supporting Trump. I mean, what? What? <laughs> can't get into that yet. With, stay tuned for episode two. But, you know, it's, it, the thing is, for it, for what it is that, he's, that he has done, um, we just, can you just be grateful 
Just be thankful and say, yep, hey, I'm with you, man. I'm with the you. The turd in the punch bowl. And he's become the turd in the punch bowl, which you never thought <laughs> he would be, given he uh, gave that illustrious title to David Icke so many years ago. But anyway. Um, well, here's a little tease for episode two. Actually, you know what? Why don't they go to the uh, the What the H. Show website and pick up a hashtag Alex Jones was right. That's true. T-shirt. Yeah. Or yeah. mug. Or mug. <laughs> Or mug, or both. Um, we got them. Uh, um, the internet is standing. <laughs> internet algorithms are standing by to uh, to take to take your order at what the H. It's a good show. looking shirt, and no one is going to get it unless they know who it is. That's right. So you don't have to worry about that. So anyway, this is our first episode of the uh, Alex Jones. Am I right? Um, series and. Um, Hope you like it. Hope you enjoyed it. We do because we love ourselves some Alex Jones and uh, not afraid to say it. And uh, for all he's done, keep it tuned here. Pick up some uh, Alex Jones was right uh, merch on the uh, on the Fotus store at Fotus.com, F-A-U-X-T-U-S.com. And uh, join us at the uh, What the H website, What the H dot show. That's What the H dot show. And uh, I guess that'll be it. Uh, that'll be it for us this evening. And uh, let me leave you with one final thought about Alex Jones. Tease for episode two. Say it. Alex Jones is Q. <laughs>